Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I believe in this team and I believe in the city. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. A lot of work to do. My goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the National Hockey League. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Ultra Plus. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead everybody, Bob Stauffer in the 630 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now. Brendan Escott is with me. Thank you very much, Brendan, for filling in last week. How did it go, big man? I thought, you know what, for my first uh, straight week of talk radio, we did pretty well. We had a lot of fun. Okay, well, uh, that's that's great. You know, I, I got to tell you, do you know how much of the show I listened to during the time that uh, I was down in uh, SoCal? My phone was pretty quiet, so I'm guessing not much. Not much. So there you go. Good job. Gaining confidence, getting some belief in you, man. That's what it's all about, right? Positive reinforcement and all that kind of stuff. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. Coming up on uh, today's edition of Oilers Now, uh, 
Well, the show is called Oilers Now. The Edmonton Oilers just completed uh, first their pro, then their amateur scouting meetings over the course of a seven-day stretch. Uh, we'll talk a bit about, uh, you know, maybe what might occur uh, on the pro and amateur side uh, and all those sort of things, what's going to happen with the hockey team. Uh the driver here in the city over the course of the next uh, little while under the new president general manager of the Oilers organization, and that is Ken Holland. Uh, we will hit on the Memorial Cup, which is once again not going well for the Western Hockey League. And are there certain reoccurring themes as to why the WHL uh, champions consistently seem to be struggling? Because for the record... I do believe there are some consistent themes as to why the teams are struggling. Uh, we will also uh, talk, hey, Game of Thrones wrapped up. It, it, now, for just, just as a, it, because I know we have a really sensitive generation out there. Don't tell me anything, Splinter! We're two days past the point, right? Like, are we actually able to discuss this sort of thing on the show? I mean, it's only been, uh, pro- what is it, the most watched cable television show of all time? It's amazing how a show with... Uh, you know, that's fantasy, has a million people signing a petition to get the writers to change season eight. It's a remarkable story. Um, some uh, pretty cool concepts uh, to discuss moving forward as well. Oh, it's Tuesday. That's right. Yesterday was a Best of a Weathers Now show, which many of you would consider an oxymoron, but uh, it is a, a Tuesday, so that means Stoffer Inspector for... The horses and horse racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that work in the Alberta horse racing industry, of course, live racing every Saturday and Sunday, holiday Mondays as well, out at Century Mile in Nisku. Yes, from 1230 to 130, Mark Spector. It's a Canadian athletic club double whammy today. Speck, who would be considered a, uh, a lowbrow a Canadian athletic club player, if you ever skated with him, you'd understand why. He's got his head down the entire time. Uh... Al May also actually was a teammate of Mark Spector's and uh, made it to the National Hockey League, and he will join us at 135 out of NBCSN uh, Washington. Here is how you can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, River Cree Resort Casino, 780-496-0063. That's the number. They have the cult selling sanctuary at the stage, River Cree, Friday, June the 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. That'll be a week after the NHL Draft Combine, which I will be headed to. Uh, it'll take place in Buffalo, where they have a new head coach, Ralph Kruger. couple developments during the time that I was gone. One involving Craig McTavish as well. Very interesting. Spec, you might as well pop in here right away since you're in here early. Look at that. That is a dedicated guy. Uh, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Not your small town dealership with a new huge state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan Escott. And again, Stoffer Inspector coming down the pipe uh, in four minutes' time. Unless you wanted to go grab a coffee and come back at 12.17, let's do that. Yeah, the, the, yeah you're good on that? All right, Spec will join us at 12.17. We're going to go straight into the uh, Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. The St. Louis Blues are up 3-2 on the San Jose Sharks. They got the Sharks on the rope. Game six takes tonight in St. Louis. Uh, The Sharks are banged up, of course, back-to-back seven-game series. They've had a little bit of luck along the way. It ran out in game five in San Jose. Down into the corner. Carlson is there. They turn it over to Sutcliffe. Rips, score! 
Oscar Sundquist. A slap shot from above the circle. Forced to Bowmeister knocked away Tarasenko. A slapper, they score! Tarasenko shot deflected to Jaden Schwartz. He tapped it in the open four by six. Vladimir Tarasenko. He will come in on the penalty shot. Comes in. He shoots. Oh, he baby. scores! <laughs> what a shot glove side. Three nothing blues. Knocked away. Deflected in. They score. Jaden Schwartz. A five on three power play goal. And you got Haley slashing Petro. That's given. You know, he chopped at Petro, then it's comes over, puts the, the stick face. into his, the chin. And a penalty called against Kozari. What an absolute donkey move by Pete DeBoer. I mean. I mean, it really is. Tarasenko gets it back. To Schwartz, he oh, scores! Jaden Schwartz! If you've got a hat, chuck it at your radio. Another playoff hat trick for Jaden Schwartz. And his three goals propels the Blues to a 5-0 lead. 3.58 to go in the third period of play. All right, so uh, Pete DeBoer, uh, he's a pretty good coach. I mean, that's a guy that can make some, I was talking to a couple coaches uh, today around uh, around guys that have spent time in the NHL. Um and I think he's one of the top coaches in the league. And the Sharks have been a – they're not done yet. They're down 3-2 in the series. Uh, I'll be open about it. I want St. Louis to win. Uh, Pat Maroon's a former Edmonton Oiler. Uh, Jay Bomeister is an Edmonton area guy. Colton Pareko has committed to Mark Spector's tournament. In fact, he's usually been auctioned off on this show. Uh, so there's lots of connections to Edmonton. And as I sat and watched the St. Louis Blues over the course of the last week, all I could think of – is sometimes you just got to stick with it, okay? You got to believe in yourself. Doug Armstrong was sitting there in December the 18th. The Blues were in Edmonton, and at that time, as I mentioned before on Twitter, the St. Louis Blues and the Edmonton Oilers were in discussions with not just one, but two at that time pending unrestricted free agents, okay, that the Oilers would pick up, including a veteran defenseman. So you can figure out who I'm talking about in a potential trade. The Blues did not do the deal, okay? They, they steadfast. Uh, they added five forwards to a team that missed the playoffs by one point the year before, and they waited for their team together. And then Jordan Bennington came up on, like, January 2nd or 3rd when the Blues were in last place. Now, think about that for, from an Edmonton Oilers perspective. Peter Sorelli, 19 games in a season, 20 games in a season, fires Todd McClellan, but not before he trades away Ryan Stroman, a trade that, for Ryan Smooter. Okay, He didn't stick with it. Then on December 29th, December 30th, the Oilers made the deals for Petrovich and Manning. So, end result, at least Keith Gretzky was able to flip Spooner, who was a, he was a disaster here, uh, Spooner, and got back a guy that actually wanted to be here in terms of Sam Gagne. Who knows what's going to happen with Brandon Manning. He didn't even play uh, in the series against San Diego for AHL uh, Bakersfield. Just reinforces, um, you know, you, you wonder whether or not, given what happened in the Western Conference this year, if maybe you should just have stayed the course. And we're so far past that for a lot of you out there. All right, if that's done. That's over. Move on. Where do we go from here? Well, we have a new general manager. His name is Ken Holland. We got to see who the Oilers are going to hire as a head coach. The Oilers wrapped up their amateur and pro meetings. The pro meetings went first. Most of you think there should be changes to the pro uh, scouting staff based upon the player pro uh, procurement for the Edmonton Oilers over the course of the last 18 to 24 months. I think that's fair. Amateur side clearly has grown. It's gotten better. Um, 
will be very interested. There are several key people with contracts up. And then, of course, while I was gone, Craig McTavish leaving the organization to coach in the KHL for a, a locomotive as well. So lots of variables. We're going to talk about some of the stuff coming up with Mark Spector. Let's get into it right now. NHL today for elite promotional marketing, more than just sportswear. We got the one game. Bring it, Brendan. Yeah, the uh, the Sharks and St. Louis Blues in Game 6 of the Western Conference Final tonight. Right here on 6.30, Chad, 6 o'clock puck drop. Peter DeBoer saying this morning they'll likely be without Eric Carlson, Tomas Hurdle, Pavelski, a game-time decision there. Hurricanes D-man Calvin DeHaan will miss four to six months after he go, undergoes surgery to fix a shoulder issue that cropped up these playoffs. And uh, their forward Jordan Martinook also having surgery four to six weeks, however. Memorial Cup in full swing. The host Halifax Mooseheads lead the way with a 2-0 record. Ruan Naranda and Guelph each have a win and a loss and as you alluded to Bob Prince Albert sitting in last place at 0-2. Guelph's Sean Dersey leading the scoring with five points in two games. Tonight we'll see Dmitry Samarukov and the Guelph Storm take on the Raiders. That's a five o'clock puck drop. Uh, mountain time. Oil Kings have signed 2019 first rounder in the WHL Bantam draft, Caleb Reimer, to a standard player agreement. He was 18th overall in that draft last month. Canada and the USA uh, just getting underway here at the World Hockey Championship. Earlier action saw Slovakia get by Denmark in a shootout 2 to 1. And uh, last bit of news here more than 200 women's hockey players forming a players association in an effort to create what they call a single viable women's professional league in north america bob all right uh spoiler alert for those of you that are uh don't want it if you don't want to know the score i'm not going to tell you in the next three seconds all right european short side pass from mark stone to pierre luc dubois classic sort of glenn anderson mark messier play from about 1983 using the big ice and uh stone who's a terrific player uh, reverses it back to the short side. Dubois had a wide open net. one nothing Canada over the United States. If Canada wins, they come in first in their pool. Uh, if Canada loses, they come in third. Uh, and there's still a pot. If they come in third, if the Russians beat the Swedes tonight, that would mean they'd play the Czechs. If they come in first, they get the Swiss. It is 12-18. Stoffer Inspector up next for the horses in horse racing Alberta. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can honestly say, Spec, I, I, I kind of miss you because I see you like every day during the course of the season. I didn't see you for a week and, yeah. you know, I, I enjoy... Absence makes the heart grow fonder, Bob. Yeah, there's another line sort of along <laughs> the same lines. By the way, uh, did you, uh, for the record... Did you watch the? You are not a Game of Thrones guy, right? Nope. Brendan, are you? Show. Brendan, did you watch the final episode? But you, you've started to get into it. You're trying to catch up. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. One million people signing the petition. Do you watch? You know, it's I that petition. Did you read the petition? About getting competent writers. Did you hear that part? Yeah, yeah they want competent writers. These are so, the guys that have won the Emmys for the last yeah, several years. Yeah. These people have been watching this show for how many seasons? Like seven seasons? Eight. And all of a sudden, yeah. now they don't like a, a little bit of a season and they want competent I'd love to see all those people sit down and write themselves. Well, there's a lot of moms right. that married. I'd love their, to see that. Yeah, there's a lot of moms out there that marry or uh, named their daughters uh, Daenerys. And she, of course, did a heel turn. And, uh, and that upset a lot of people out there so well uh, i will tell you that for fantasy 
come on, man. It was about as good as it, the, the actual the actual television making was off the charts on the show. I mean, if you have an appreciation, and as you know, I worked for a number of years behind the scenes uh, working on, on, on hockey broadcasts in the uh, mid to late 1990s, and there were some shows that were way ahead of others in terms of what they were doing. Hmm. You uh, listen to, to the amount of success they've had, to have that many... What was the viewership on the oh, last show? I think like it was 41 Brenda, million people. Was, was it that many people watched them? Something crazy. I mean, it's just insane. So... They have you might they have like, watch parties yeah. for the show, and the watch parties have like when certain things you know like uh, Ira kills the uh, the Night King. The watch party video has four and a half million people that have watched the download <laughs> of it, and that only happened like four weeks ago. Uh, like yeah. like it tells you something about the popularity of the show. All right, well for the record, what's occurred in the Oilers management uh, area has yes. not been the Game of Thrones. There's not a kingmaker, um, and there's different factors that take place. But I want to start at maybe a little bit different place, Mark, mm-hmm. because I think it caught some people. Off. Did you see Craig McTavish leaving and going back to coaching and coaching in the KHL? Well, I uh, it doesn't surprise me that he's no longer with the organization, um, and it doesn't surprise me the way he left. But yes, if you'd have said, where do you think he'll go? Coaching in the KHL in Yaroslavl was, you know, that wouldn't have been in my top 10. So, but you know what? He was a good coach and he loved to coach. And he's been out of coaching for a long time. And, you know, you're. He's only coached one season since 2008, 2009. Well, he coached for his former agent, Mike Gillis, when Gillis was in Chicago. Right, in in Chicago. But you know what? First of all, I'd like to say this. He. After seven years as an Oilers co- coach, and you went through all this stuff, I know uh, he... I didn't bring it up today, but... Uh, he walked basically walked away from the job, and I remember him saying, and I paraphrase, but he basically said, at this point, the players are sick of the coach, and the coach is sick of the players. We were at... You remember <laughs> right? the practice. We were at yeah. Millennium Place because, you know, the Oilers didn't have a uh, practice facility, so we're out in Sherwood Park, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, everything's got a shelf life. Right, and, and he knew that, and he wasn't even going to get fired, and he walked away. And Ken Holland told me last week that he sat down with Craig McTavish when everyone was in San Diego for that yep. Bakersfield series. And um, the first thing Craig said to him was, look, I got something else going here, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. And about four days later, he said to Ken yep. Holland, I'm going to go coach the KHL. So my point would be, Bob, I think he looked at his time in the front office, the turnover that's happening here, uh, you know, the change. And I think he looked in the mirror and said, you know what? The players are sick of the coach, and the coach is sick of the players, <laughs> sort of thing, and good for him. And I admire the way he wants One of the things that can occur here with Mac T moving forward is once you get over to Europe and you're coaching at that, that's, that's the best league is the KHL. Some, oh, would, no some would say the Swiss is the best league, but the, the, the KHL is the best league. Swiss would be the best league to play and coach in because it's a small travel, beautiful country. Oh, yeah. there's, it's a commitment going to the K, man. Right. All it's in big travel, and it's there. a different world, and it's a totally different world. But the one thing I will say is it also gets you at the top of the food chain for yep. international head coach. Could he come back as an NHL head coach, Bob, after a couple of years? Well, it's interesting. He's the closest I believe he came was to Minnesota, because I personally know of people that uh, reached out to yep. high-level members of the Minnesota organization to assist Mac T in that process. Mm-hmm. And I mean high, like the highest level. Uh, so you can figure out who talked to who there. Bottom line is, he's here's the thing. I think he was a good coach. I don't think he was a great coach. I think he was a good coach. 
The naysayers of McTavish will say, well, his best year happened when he had Chris Pronger, who was an all-world player. That's a fact. He had players in 06, but he also... He did a, he did a good guided job. Guided them to the Stanley Cup. Hey, they were down 2-0 to San Jose. There, I, I worked he with, trapped against Detroit, which spec, was heresy in this I, town. I remember a afternoon show radio guy saying, Bob, Detroit's going to win that series in three. Yeah, of course they did. And I remember a guy saying, I think Edmonton's got all... They got it. They're all wrong for Detroit. Mm-hmm. And also, part of it was the coach. Part of it was Babcock versus, you know, Babcock coming in new to a situation. Uh, spoiler alert. Three seconds. Turn the radio off. If you don't want it, if you are got the game on PBR or whatever, it is now 2 nothing for Canada over the Americans at the World Hockey Championship. Anyways, I digress. Um... The, the Detroit players, Babcock is a unique personality. Takes some mm-hmm. time. They were an older veteran team, and I, I was wondering a bit, sure. of, and it was easy for them, right? Well, and they, they, they expected to beat the eighth seed, and, and the Oilers scrambled. They should have scrambled in late, right? So and they changed everything. The Oilers came out and trapped, which had never happened. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow up on McTavish here because we're running up against the break, uh, and then uh, we got several other things to hit on, including. Should the Oilers look at potentially buying anybody out? Hmm. Uh, And what's going to happen with the Edmonton Oilers head coaching situation moving forward? Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.